This podcast from Teacher is supported by Bank First. Bank First is a customer-owned bank committed to supporting the financial well-being of the education community since 1972. Thanks for listening to this school improvement episode from Teacher Magazine. I'm Rebecca Vukovic. What contributes to a teacher's decision to leave the profession? And at the same time, why do others thrive and find success and personal fulfillment at work? Hugh Gundlach is a researcher and pre-service teacher educator at the Melbourne Graduate School of Education at the University of Melbourne. He's completing a PhD on teacher well-being and retention, exploring the reasons why some teachers feel satisfied in their jobs, while others choose to leave the profession altogether. In today's school improvement episode, Hugh delves into his research and explains what attracts people to the teaching profession in the first place, some of the key reasons some people choose to leave, and shares some anecdotes from teachers who found practical ways to manage the pressures of the job with success. He also shares insights into how school leaders can better support staff to feel successful in their roles. Let's get started. Hugh Gundlach, thanks for joining Teacher Magazine. Thanks for having me, Rebecca. So we're here today to talk about attrition and retention of the teacher workforce. I understand this is an area of real interest to you and you've been conducting a PhD looking at retention and teacher well-being. Could you tell us a bit about your research and why this area was of particular interest to you? Sure. Um, I guess I remember sitting in a lecture theatre when I was doing my initial teacher training and um, listening to a professor talking about the statistic that quite a high proportion of us might not be in the profession within a few years um, and due to the sort of workload and stress and burnout. So I was pretty keen to uncover what it took to stay in the profession and thrive. And then um, you know, within a, a year or two, I was in a school working and it was about the time that a lot of wellbeing programs were being rolled out for students. Um, But I felt like there wasn't that much out there for staff um, beyond what I've come to learn is the three F's, which is flu shots, fitness and fruit platters. Um, And so I was kind of interested in what else might be out there. And I started to look at um, my colleagues within the school uh, for their strategies. And I was really fortunate that I had a lot of um, really passionate, experienced teachers who were still really enthusiastic Um, about teaching and engaged with all aspects of working in a school. Um, And so I just started to look at their little tricks and strategies to help them deal with workload and maintain well-being. So that was the beginnings of a more formal investigation for me. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that formal investigation. Starting with the research and analysis you've done on the reasons why people are attracted to the profession in the first place, what are the common factors? Um, well, I don't think it would be anything new for your listeners, but um, you know, passions for learning, working with young people and um, contributing to society, these are the, the major um, things that the research uh, has revealed. 
And then I guess it is kind of a secondary um, attraction, but the job security and employment conditions, so the hours, um, salary, holidays, those things unique to teaching uh, are definitely an attraction, but they do tend to be secondary to the, those primary ones of um, passion for learning and students. Yeah. And in contrast then, what are some of the key reasons teachers choose to leave the profession? Um, I think they are connected because when uh, teachers find that um, they're losing the passion for learning or working with young people is more difficult um, than they thought or it's not what they thought it would be or that society is not um, really appreciating what they're doing, they start to feel dissatisfied. And so from my research, the main ones emerging were uh, stress, burnout, emotional exhaustion. These are all sort of separate items, but they're all connected under (laughs) feeling pretty worn down and uh, frustrated and dissatisfied with your role. And then uh, that leads to the second major one, which is role conflict, where someone feels like they can't do all the things expected of them to the desired standard, um, or where two or more aspects of a defined role uh, may even be in opposition. So they're the major reasons people choose to leave the profession based on um, the research I've done so far. Yeah, and part of that research you've done so far includes a systematic literature review and a meta-analysis on attrition and retention. Could you give listeners a brief overview of what that involved and what you were hoping to learn more about? Um, Yeah, so I think a lot of the listeners might well have done a traditional literature review before, say for an honours project or a master's thesis. Um, A systematic literature review is um, a very strict, repeatable process of looking for literature where you have inclusion and exclusion criteria so that um, the idea is someone should be able to do my study again and find the same articles for inclusion. So it's all about generating a really wide and deep uh, collection of literature to study. And so we were trying to ask the question, um, what contributes to teachers' decisions to turn over, so to leave Uh, the profession completely or to move schools Um, and so we did that and the things that were researched the most tended to be student attributes so um, for some reason the underlying assumption was that uh, teachers leave because of their students whether their students are poorly behaved or not as academic or um, a lot of the literature comes from the United States they look at whether the students are of a minority background or from a low socioeconomic background and whether that makes teachers leave. Um, Things that are less researched um, or, you know, things like identity, the teacher identity that you create in those first few years, um, they're newer areas of research. And so that's what a systematic review reveals is what have people studied in the past and what does contribute to turnover. And I guess the second part of the research was a meta-analysis which takes all those included studies, um, the ones that have quantitative data, that is, and that allows us to compare all the results so we can compare studies that might have been done in different countries or with different types of teachers. So someone might have done a study only with secondary level teachers where another uses primary school. One might have done it with a certain subject area. Um, You can compare studies across decades and it does this all in a statistical way but that helps us work out which factors are most powerful 
in affecting decisions to leave, move or stay. And uh, I guess lots of studies find lots of different factors, but by aggregating it all, we can compare them directly and use their relative effect sizes to create a more complete picture of how powerful each factor might be. Yeah, and I found it quite interesting that you found through this research that teachers with successful careers found practical ways to manage the pressures of the job by being realistic about what was manageable. I'm wondering, what did this look like in practice? How are these teachers proactively managing their jobs? Um, yes, yeah, so I think I'm hoping that was a unique part of my research is it wasn't a deficit approach, like let's just look at the people who leave and why do they leave and why couldn't they hack it. I wanted to look at yeah, who are the people who stay and, and really kick some goals and survive and thrive. Um, so the meta-analysis looked at retention as well as turnover. And um, I guess one limitation of the turnover literature out there is that it doesn't necessarily look at the quality of the teachers it just looks at whether they stay or not. So that's, that's a little caveat there. But um, what we did come across was this concept called job crafting, where um, consciously or subconsciously manipulating what you do and who you work with and how you think of your job can really help you to manage stress and to feel successful. And it can contribute in really positive ways to the workplace. So this might include things like um, volunteering for certain co-curricular activities within your school or selecting which duties you do. Um, might be working in teams with colleagues that you like or you've worked well with in the past. And it's also acknowledging where your responsibility and where your sphere of influence ends as a teacher. And all of these can lead to greater fulfilment. Yeah, really interesting, because you also acknowledged that commitment was the strongest facilitator of retention. You say that commitment can be generated by helping teachers feel connected to their colleagues inside the organisation through productive meetings and social events, and in the wider profession through professional development, subject and teacher associations, unions and other communities. How could this be better encouraged in schools? Yeah, so... Um, I think there is quite a difference between um, staying in a school and staying in the profession. So that's why we, we broke that down in the research. And it was one of the strongest themes to emerge from the Australian data sample that we used. And that is that a sense of collegiality sustained so many teachers. Um, they really looked to their, their fellow teachers for support and for inspiration. And then another major theme was that commitment to the students is very, very strong and um, it's powerful enough to keep teachers in a school despite what they said were poor working conditions otherwise, this commitment to their students. So um, overall, the friendships and the working relationships teachers have with each other is very powerful and then that sense of duty to their students. So I think schools could encourage this a bit more um, by revisiting the way they set up staff rooms or provide physical spaces for teachers to interact with each other, as well as opportunities for you know, social and professional interaction and activities throughout the year, whether that's a professional learning for the professional side of things, or those social activities at the start of the year or at the end of term or during uh, the term and school year, just at strategic places. So Providing that opportunity for staff voice and input into decision-making and feedback is, 
is connected to that and that's a very strong theme as well. We'll be back after this quick message from our sponsor. You're listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by Bank First. Bank First is proud to be the bank that supports your purpose. They've been financially empowering educators to realize their dreams since 1972 and understand that your passion, dedication and expertise make a real difference to people's lives. Visit bankfirst.com.au to find out how they can help you reach your financial goals. I'd like to talk about your survey now, Hugh. You surveyed over a thousand Australian teachers about what contributes to their sense of well-being, feelings of success, and also the stresses they face in their jobs. I'd really like to hear some of their responses now. So could you share with me what the teachers told you? What factors most contribute to their sense of well-being and their sense of success in their jobs? Absolutely. So I guess um, part of the reason for doing this part of the research was to, to get those authentic teacher voices. And so I will, I will quote directly here. And it was an anonymous survey, so I won't include um, identifying information of any type. But you can sort of hear these voices coming through. So um, something like, Teaching is a social and emotional job. It's hard to switch off. Other people I know seem to get home from work and be able to not think about work. Uh, Teachers are expected to be martyr types rather than professional beings. These are the sorts of comments that come through that just show what it's like to have that emotional stress. Um, But the things that would support teachers, uh, as I said, are collegiality. Um, So, you know, one of the most uh, engaging workplaces I've worked in Uh, was where we were all within walking distance of each other. We could catch up with each other regularly and have those team meetings. That was a quote that says how uh, it's supportive. Um, Another quote here, I think most people will stay in a job where they feel supported, liked and successful. From my experience, people often become disillusioned with their jobs when they don't feel like their work matters, they aren't paid enough, they don't have adequate job security or when they don't feel like they're included in some way. Teachers are still people and still need support from their colleagues on a human level. Um, Another quote here from a different person, teachers stay for their students and other teachers. Now that that just captures um, perfectly what hundreds and hundreds of other studies have found quantitatively, you know, one teacher can just capture that (laughs) in one sentence. Um, A last one here, I guess, um, things to do with the respect and status. So, What would keep this teacher in the profession? Um, Respect in our community from all stakeholders needs to improve. Teaching is a challenging job and should be held in high regard. Um, Also, a mechanism should be deployed to move on those teachers who have become bitter and disengaged. Perhaps other opportunities within schools, um, if people are waiting to retire, should be made available. Yeah, it's so powerful to hear those words from the teachers themselves. Hugh, for any school leaders listening, Did the teachers offer any insights into how school leaders can better support staff to feel successful in their roles? Was there anything they suggested that proved useful at a whole school level? Yes, so um, the survey component used both unprompted and prompted questions. So by unprompted, we just asked a very open-ended question along the lines of, 
um, yeah, what would support you in a school? How would you feel successful? What is most important, etc.? And then later on, we'd have a question that provided a very extensive list that um, respondents could choose from, and we kind of compared them. So what was really interesting was that from both the unprompted and the prompted questions in the survey, leadership was um, the top reason for staying, uh, even when considering leaving. So even though there's that little management phrase about um, people don't leave organisations, they leave their boss or they leave their managers. This actually sort of suggested that if teachers feel an affinity for their leader and um, enjoy their leadership style, again, even if they're considering leaving for a different reason, they will stay because of that leadership style. So leaders are very powerful and a lot of those um, aspects of why someone would stay are related to leadership. So things like... Um, Bullying or poor interactions with leadership might prompt someone to leave. I would advise school leaders to engage in their own training about how to create strong, positive cultures and how to have difficult conversations with staff. Um, I don't know of many schools that still have that one large open plan staff room, and certainly that might not be the best for quiet working, but um, teachers definitely wanted to be able to connect with their colleagues and perhaps putting them in smaller offices all around a school where they become isolated is reducing that sense of camaraderie. Um, one other thing I just thought I'd mention is that in a sample of over a 1,000 teachers, only 35% had ever had a formal conversation with a superior about their career plans. This is across their whole career. And I think other professions would have a much more um, regular set of discussions around this and... Uh, perhaps people listening will be thinking, oh, well, this doesn't sound very good, but I don't think it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to relate to performance discussions or a pay discussion. It's just about helping teachers pursue their interests and develop as professionals. Yeah, and there were some really clear practical strategies there that I think a lot of schools would find useful. I'm wondering, Hugh, at the same time, what do teachers say contributed to their stresses at work? Did any of the participants in your survey suggest ways that they manage stress in the classroom or in the profession at large? Yeah, so um, I felt um, reading the responses, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of responses uh, for each question. So um, it wasn't always the case that of the thousand respondents, every question was relevant. But, um, you know, only 14% of the teachers surveyed had ever had an exit interview. So this was the 14% of the teachers who had left a position. Um, only 14% had ever had an exit interview um, on leaving a school. And so those school leaders were losing staff for one reason or another, but they weren't getting any of that information about uh, why the, the teachers were leaving. And perhaps there might've been something that they could have done to make that teacher more productive and more satisfied. And they didn't really get that information about the teacher's ambitions and career plans. So that's some valuable feedback um, missing from, from those discussions. Um, lack of recognition is one reason for leaving the profession. Um, so it does seem to be the case that there might be a, a tipping point where teachers become dissatisfied with one or more aspects of their job and then it just all becomes too much and they decide to leave for another school or for the profession. So in terms of managing stress, um, the things that cause the stress in the first place are poor cultures of the department or um, what they believe to be poor leadership. 
negative relationships with the colleagues, extensive working hours and duties, insecure employment, the actual duties that they're allocated. Um, Interestingly, negative relationships with students was well out of the top 10 of the things that stress uh, teachers out. So um, I think enabling this greater cohesion as a team and not making teachers feel like they're doing it on their own is the biggest way to help them overcome stress. Yeah. And so just finally then, drawing on all your research in this area, how do you suggest teachers avoid that burnout and instead thrive and find lasting fulfilment in the profession? Yeah, so taking straight from the results here, not not my opinion at all, but just what emerged from the results, the top strategies um, from the teacher sample were debriefing with colleagues in a social space outside of school um, and having a sense of team, um, taking a mental health day, and I realise that's potentially contentious, but this was, I think, a strategy that was a bit like um, you know, opening the valve. You could release that stress on one day and then that would allow teachers to go back in and keep um, working with those existing levels of stress. The third most um, common strategy was professional development, so becoming... Uh, more adept at one aspect of the role that might help them manage the workload. Uh, Sharing an office with the teammates was number four. Um, Number five was performing tasks outside of their role. So actually doing more as a teacher, um, surprisingly, was something that helped teachers deal with stress. So that might have been working on the drama production or acting as a sports coach. Um, Recognition was one of the aspects that helped teachers negate the stress, just feeling like someone noticed, uh, and it didn't have to be public, even just a private um, aspect of recognition was was mentioned as something that helps them. And um, funnily enough, I'm not actually sure that this should be on the list, but um, working early or working late, as in doing your work outside of teaching time was a way that teachers manage stress. And I'm not sure that that actually makes all that much sense. But um, we know that teachers work hard and they're really committed. And I think all of these results just uh, reaffirm that. That's all for this episode. If you want to keep listening, there are more than 180 podcasts in our archive across our series on global education, teaching methods, school improvement, behaviour management, action research, and our monthly regulars, the research files, and teacher staff room. You can find them on the teacher website or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast app to keep up to date with the latest from Teacher Magazine. And please rate and review us while you're there. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher supported by Bank First. Bank First is proud to be the bank that exists to serve the education community. Visit bankfirst.com.au to find out how they can help you reach your financial goals.